dressed in bell-bottom jeans, a slim-fitting windbreaker, a pair of delicious high heels, and a touch of lip gloss, a mysterious young lady with the grace of a jungle cat propelled down a tactical rope onto the floor of the warehouse of Orlando Speedway. The warehouse was home to the experimental Whiting Davis six-wheel stock car, said in 1977 to be the future of the sport. With a flick of a switch, the main door opened. A truck backed in. The girl hooked the tow arm under the chassis of the Whiting Davis 6 and the front four wheels of the vehicle lifted quietly off the ground. The experimental car was removed. Actually, make that was stolen. Once again, the young thrush gripped the rope and this time ascended swiftly, ghosting through a skylight. Kitty Corner to Orlando Speedway was a canal, one of the thousands that crisscrossed the state of Florida. The girl wandered into a shallow marsh, climbed into a wading canoe, slipped on a life jacket, and paddled away to safety. Her name? Possum Harding, of course. It's 1977, and you're listening to the Possum Harding Adventures. Okay, baby, let me see some ID. Step away from the car, mister. Nobody moves and nobody gets hurt. I'm Possum Harding. Only 18. She has a taste for fast cars and unsolved mysteries. With her team of friends, she travels the Sunshine State, righting wrongs, solving mysteries, and looking for excitement. Welcome to 1977. This is Orlando. You're listening to Possum Harding Adventures with Jupiter Gadsden. Growing up on Lake Como in the mountainous Lombardy region of Italy, the whippet-thin racing enthusiast Roman Cardinelli never thought he'd leave. But when his papa was offered a job in the USA, Roman's world was turned upside down. Now, Living in the States, Roman, with sad blue eyes, pale white skin, chestnut brown eyebrows, and high cheekbones, was the junior manager of Orlando Speedway, the undisputed home of stock car racing in Central Florida. At noon, Possum Harding, wearing a turtleneck and sunglasses, met Roman Cartinelli at the warehouse of the Orlando Speedway, her home away from home. It was windy, and there was litter everywhere. The parking lot was full of crumpled paper cups, candy bar wrappers, empty soda bottles, beer cans, you name it. Minutes later, Tommy Long, the wealthy 26-year-old alpha male designer of the Whiting Davis experimental six-wheel stock car and his beefy Eastern European security guard, joined them. Puzzled, Tommy Long said, where is my car? And who is she? It's on the way, said Roman. Tommy, meet Possum Harding. She's an up-and-coming stock car racer. Maybe Possum would like to fill us in on the whole story. Possum? 
Look, Mr. Long, said the leggy doe. I grew up at the racetrack, the jujitsu mat, and a flight school run by Jesuits. When Acme Insurance called me and asked if your car, the Whiting Davis six-wheel, would be easy to steal, I had to say, hey, it's 1977, let me give it a try. All it took was a plan, one flashlight, and a hundred feet of rope strong enough to hold a 110-pound girl like me. Anyone home? It was the wide-eyed Buster Lee, Possum's nerdy 19-year-old co-pilot and jiu-jitsu sparring partner. Backlit by the sun, standing by the tow truck in hip-hugger jeans and a crop top, was the long-haired lad. Secured to the back of the truck was the Whiting Davis six-wheel experimental stock car. Then, a good-looking dame with dark hair in her late thirties stepped forward and stole the scene. She was breathtaking, wearing sunglasses, a kerchief, and a creamy peach-colored pantsuit. She walked up to Tommy Long and reaching out, saying, Hello, you must be Tommy Long. I'm Melanie Daniels. Perhaps you've heard of me. I race cars. Possum turned away, bit her lip, and rolled her eyes. After decoupling, Roman parked the Whiting Davis six-wheeler in front of the warehouse. Everyone marveled at the car. Circling it slowly, Tommy Long clasped his hands behind his back and said, it's sleek, powerful, modern, masculine. It's the shape of things to come. The problem is, said Melanie, looking over her sunglasses, a car like that is so special, it needs extra security or you won't get an insured. Just then, Possum's special lipstick radio beep. PW to PH, PW to PH, come in PH. It was Possum's mechanic the sometimes brash Precious Wilson from Key West. I've been monitoring the situation and I've got something y'all may want to see. Come down to the garage right away. 10-4, said Possum. Everyone filed into Tommy Long's Bentley and zipped down to Possum's garage at the south end of the track. In the garage where Possum kept her stock car, Precious set up a table and a miniature race car track. At one end, affixed to a tripod, was a small TV camera. Connected to it was a state-of-the-art videotape machine. And beside it, on a stand, a 17-inch colored TV. As Possum, Tommy Long, and Melanie looked on, Precious demonstrated what she had in mind. Within the purview of the TV camera, Precious brought a miniature racing car to a stop. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will, now look at the TV. Possum, Melanie, and Tommy squinted. If we hide this TV camera in the warehouse where the Whiting Davis 6 is stored, said Precious, we'd see who comes and goes during the day, and more importantly, at night. And everything is caught on videotape. This setup would satisfy any insurance company, said Melanie. But there's more, said Precious, flipping the dial. Now the screen displayed an aerial map of Orlando. I see where this is heading, said Melanie Daniels cautiously. 
Holding up a small black disc, Precious asked, when is a hockey puck not a hockey puck? When it's a secret long distance location transmitter device, and these transmitters have a battery that lasts a month. Tommy Long stood up, hugged Possum and said, this is brilliant Possum, brilliant. If someone steals the six wheel, said Buster Lee, we can see where it goes on the map. Picking up the transmitter puck, Roman said, I know just where to hide a thing like this in the six-wheeler. Let's do it now, said Roman. On the way out, each boy pocketed a couple pucks and grinning like kids, went back to the warehouse. Possum looked at Precious and Melanie and shaking her head said, boys. After the demonstration at the garage and the installation of the camera and recorder, Tommy Long drove Possum home. Then he took her hand and said, I think I owe you one. I want to take you out for dinner, Possum. Leaning into his Angora sweater and inhaling the savory bay rum aftershave he wore, Possum's eyes lit up. I would love that, Tommy. I really would. But jumpin' Jimny, if Buster Lee didn't show up with Melanie Daniels, Roman Cartinelli, Precious Wilson, and Possum's father, Palmer Harding, each with a bag of takeaway. Daddy, said Possum running over to give him a hug. Then, looking at Tommy, she said, Daddy, meet Tommy Long, the brains behind the new Whiting Davis six-wheel. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Harding, said Tommy, slowly inching away from the group. Why not stay for dinner, said Palmer, holding up a bucket of chicken. There's plenty more where this came from. There's gravy, too, chimed in Buster Lee. Tommy Long got into his luxury car and reaching over said, No, I best be going. Nice to meet you, though. And really, thanks again, Possum. Don't forget about my offer. Then he motored away. As they passed the building doorman, Melanie Daniels threw an empty coffee cup on the ground, looked at Precious and said, What offer? There's something not quite right about that Tommy Longfellow. Once the food was plated, everyone got comfortable in the sunken living room of the Harding apartment. Buster Lee switched on the wall-mounted TV and waited for it to warm up. Precious poked around her purse for the remote box that controlled the video machine at the warehouse. When the TV warmed up, Precious fast-forwarded the tape and zeroed in on the most alarming scene. There, a middle-aged man, a foreigner from the way he was carrying on, was photographing the Whiting Davis six-wheel with a spy camera. Precious fast-forwarded the tape again and saw the man was back within the hour. What the hay was going on? Taylor McQueen arrived. I'd like to know who that man is. And why does he come back to the warehouse? Asked Buster Lee. Don't we lock the doors in America? Asked Roman. Don't you watch Starsky and Hutch? Locks can be picked, said Possum. From what Precious tells me, said Melanie, the Whiting Davis is the type of car many foreign powers would pay thousands to get their paws on. The engine alone is at least six years ahead of its time. 
Tilting his head like a cat, Taylor McQueen approached the TV and lightly touched the screen. Precious stopped, looked at her freshly manicured nails, and looking at Palmer Harding, said, I have a bad feeling about this, Mr. Harding. The next day, Possum put the groceries in the hatchback of her AMC Pacer. She heard Precious hailing her on the radio. PW to PH, PW to PH, come in Possum. This is Possum Harding, what's up Precious? Remember yesterday when we looked at the tape and I said I had a feeling this would turn out bad? Yeah. Well, the Whiting Davis has been stolen and the transmitter is nowhere to be found. The Possum Harding Adventures will be back after these important messages. Writing is a coffee lover's dream. That page took four cups. Of course, I drink high point decaffeinated. I can do without caffeine. So can you. But flavor, never. Mmm. Delicious. You see, high point has a special way of capturing flavor. Deep brewed flavor. That's what every coffee lover wants, right? Mmm. Deep brewed flavor. I think you'll really go for it. Deep brewed flavor makes High Point the coffee lovers decaffeinated. You're gonna love it. More prophetic than his prediction of space travel in Things to Come. More imaginative than his laser beams in War of the Worlds. More frightening than his warning of nuclear holocaust in The Time Machine. From H.G. Wells, history's most credible prophet, now comes his most incredible story. Empire of the Ants. The terrifying tale of civilization fighting for survival against armies of giant ants, ten feet tall, who control the human population by drugging them into submission. And man the master becomes man the slave. Joan Collins, Robert Lansing, H.G. Wells, Empire of the Ants, from American International Pictures. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Empire of the Ants. They shall inherit the Earth sooner than you think. Lake Butler was 15 miles west of Orlando. Sitting in the back of a boat from Italy were Russian oligarch Maxine Krill and American playboy automotive futurist Tommy Long. On Tommy's lap sat an open attaché case stuffed with American dollars. Maxine was drinking champagne as Tommy counted the bills. Here's the $100,000 my government promised you for the Whiting Davis six-wheel, Mr. Long. Closing the attaché case, Long, sounding defeated, said, Well, this ought to keep the underworld off my back. Thanks for warning us about the hockey puck, Tommy. Stupid Italians. Who else would hide a hockey puck transmitter in the glove compartment? Looking at his watch, Tommy asked, When do we leave? Tomorrow, Tommy. You'll like Moscow. Of course, the weather's not as nice as Orlando. But you can't stay here. If your government found out what you'd done, they'd drown your dumplings. 
Captain, said the roly-poly Russian, take us back to shore on the double, or I'll see you hang. If only the half-sauced Frusky knew his captain was actually Special Agent Taylor McLean. At Kennedy Space Center, on the morning of August 20th, Possum Harding and company went to witness the launch of Voyager 2, one of the few spacecraft with an escape velocity fast enough to leave the solar system. Sitting in the observation area, safely away from the launch pad, Possum, looking through binoculars, staring up at the sun-drenched sky, said, I wonder if there's life out there. Four, three, Two, one. Uh-oh. Possum's lipstick radio started beeping. It was the Ambrosial Italian, Roman Cardinale, calling from Orlando. RC to PH. RC to PH. Emergency. Emergency. Come in, Possum. Come in. Over. Possum here. Over. I just found the Whiting Davis six-wheel possum. Over. You better get down to Port Canaveral. Over. It's about to be shipped to Moscow. Over. Possum threw the can of half-eaten boiled peanuts on the ground and ran to her car. In her buttercup yellow speedball of a lotus, Melanie Daniels was accompanied by Taylor McQueen. Just behind Melanie in a pacer and wearing seatbelts was Possum, Boney Buster Lee, and Precious Wilson. Destination on the double? Port Canaveral. For the sake of clarity, you should know, everyone was tuned in on the same radio frequency. McQueen spoke first. Taylor to Roman. Come in, Roman. Over. Roman here. Over. Roman, this is crazy. When I was on the boat last night, I heard Maxine Krill tell Tommy Long the Russian agents had found the hockey boat transmitter and disarmed it. Over. That ignorant Bolshevik thought I only planted one transmitter on the Whiting Davis 6. Over. We planted 12, said Buster Lee. Roman said, Dudici, Dudici. Over. Heading east to Port Canaveral on the 1A1, Possum noticed two sedans flanking her and Melanie at high speed. Don't look now, but I think we have company, said Possum. Looking in her rearview mirror, Melanie Daniels spotted the sedans. Then, smelling trouble, Taylor reached into his shoulder holster and grabbed his Walther PPK. Whoever was shooting at Melanie and Possum were trained professionals. The same could not be said of the drivers one of whom made the awful mistake of trying to run Possum off the road. Putting her foot to the pedal, Possum yelled, Hold on, guys. As soon as they passed Kelly Park, the 1A1 became a bridge, soaring 300 feet above the shark-infested waters of the Atlantic Ocean. Making a hard right turn, Possum smashed her feisty pacer into the driver's side of the sedan, forcing the car off the bridge and into the ocean 300 feet below. When the sedan hit the water, it exploded like a thunderbolt. Ahead of Possum's pacer, Taylor McQueen climbed out the window of the passenger side of the Lotus and hung on for his life. When the moment was right, he pounced through the air like a jungle cat, 
and into the cabin of the moving sedan to his right. Once inside, Taylor fired one shot, instantly offing one of the punks, then turned to the driver and said, What do you call that game you guys in Russia play? Something about roulette. Defeated, the Russian driver slowed down and stopped the car. Once Taylor was back in the Lotus, safe and sound with Melanie, her eyes glazed over briefly. Alive but frazzled, Possum and the team arrived at Port Canaveral and parked just outside Terminal 6, home to Siberian shipping. If the Whiting Davis six-wheel was anywhere, it had to be here. The windows and doors were locked, but Precious jimmied the side door faster than you can say, cap on a hot tin roof, and the Possum Harding adventure was about to get very real, very fast. The team had expected to find the Whiting Davis six-wheel, but what they hadn't expected was meeting the entire Red Army. A fight ensued. Possum and Precious used ancient oriental martial arts. Buster and Taylor only knew the American way of scrapping. That meant punches, chokeholds, and using your foot to toss an attacker over your body while lying on the floor. It meant tossing chairs and tables, throwing bottles, and tearing down bookcases. Being old school, Melanie Daniels stood out of the way, clutching her purse and participating here and there. Just as the cowardly blowfish Maxine was running out the door, Taylor cuffed him on the kisser with a wrench, knocking him out cold. Then a thug grabbed Possum and threatened her with a knife. Standing behind a shipping box, Melanie grabbed a vase and smashed it over the good-for-nothing's head. And as he collapsed, Possum was set free. The cops arrived and the gang of foreigners were hauled off to jail. Only one person was missing. Hey, where's Tommy Long? In the warehouse, Possum walked around the Whiting Davis, inspecting it for any damage, when she heard a banging from inside the trunk. She flipped it open, and shazam, there he was, Tommy Long. I can explain everything, Possum. I'm sure you can, Possum replied, and turning to a cop, said, Take him away, officer. She was miffed. The Possum Harding Adventures will be back after these important messages. Oh, thank you. <sighs> Rushing for an 8 o'clock curtain every night means giving up a lot of things, but coffee isn't one of them. I always have time for my favorite instant, high point decaffeinated. I don't want extra caffeine. I'm active enough, thank you. But I am a coffee lover, so I expect more. Mmm, like this delicious aroma. Every jar is bursting with it. And look at this deep, rich color. Of course, coffee lovers know it all comes down to taste. Mmm, that's rich. Mmm. You know what makes High Point taste so good. Deep-brewed flavor. I love it. Try deep-brewed High Point. It's the coffee lovers decaffeinated. If you're a coffee lover, there's always time for High Point. You're gonna love it. I 
Andy did it in two minutes, 32 seconds. I did it in two minutes and 46 seconds. Three minutes and 23 seconds. Done. You did it in two minutes and 30 seconds. Two minutes and 12 seconds. What do you do when you can shampoo? Unpack, pssst, spray, and in minutes, anytime, any place, you brush away oil and dirt. Psst, the on-the-go shampoo. Just spray, brush, go. To celebrate victory, a potluck dinner was in order. Buster Lee manned an outdoor deep fire, while Precious Wilson rolled some Wind dixie Red Hots in her special homemade batter of cornbread and flour. The corn dogs were quickly vanished, washed down with a tab or a wink. Cholesterol was not yet on the event horizon of Orlando. So, mm-mm, said Possum Harding. These are the best darn corn dogs in the whole state. Thanks, Precious. Chiming in like the nerdy goofball he was, Buster Lee said, Hey, what about me? Opening the truck of the Whiting Davis six-wheeler one last time, Possum looked inside to see if it was still empty. Then, looking up at the U.S. flag fluttering atop the Speedway warehouse, she said, I'll never understand people like Tommy Long. With that, she slammed shut the trunk. Possum spied a large plastic tub on the picnic table and wondered what was in it. That's potato salad, Possum. It's really good. Wanna share? Said Melanie Daniels. You've been listening to Possum Harding Adventures with Jupiter Gadsden. If you like the pod, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Be sure to write a review and post on Apple Podcasts. Possum Harding Adventures musical theme written by Oliver Wickham. Incidental music by FMA.org, with special thanks to Kevin McLeod, Blue Dot Sessions, Chris Sabrisky, Lee Rosevere, and Jonathan Goldsmith. Pod Planet thanks Steve and Dana Gadsden, Adam Ive, Selena Fiorini, Dave Smith, Drew Froman, Monique Kelly, and Tattoo Sound and Music. Possum Harding Adventures is written and produced by PodPlanet.org Multiverse. See show notes and biographies at PodPlanet.org. Thank you for listening.